Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Life Extraordinary. I'm your show host, Roberto, currently coming to you from Squamish, British Columbia. And here is a mecca for adventure. Um, Squamish, for those that have never heard of it, is uh, a renowned mecca for climbing. And, um, and they've got some spectacular big walls that many people come to climb, and others even do some base jumping off of it. Uh, you've got kite surfing on the water uh, from via the spit in, in the downtown. You've got epic mountain biking trails. Um, and it is an adventure's paradise. Um, the only thing I'd say about Squamish that I'm not a, such a huge fan of is that it rains a lot. We are in a coastal region. We are not too far from a rainforest. And actually, sections here even have rainforest. So, um, so there is a lot of rain. And that's why Whistler in British Columbia, just north of here, is uh, such a skier's paradise because there's so much rain and precipitation just south of it um, that in Whistler that translates to uh, tons and tons of snow. But uh, on this episode, I wanted to chat a little bit about my dream expeditions and my dream adventures because those are some, you know, I've been all over the world and gone to places that few people can imagine and seen things that even fewer can imagine perhaps, um, but it's that um, desire to see more um, that is at the core of my adventure. So number one at the top of my list of dream expeditions is to see kayak on an expedition, the Northwest Passage. This passage is one that is known for most of time to have been full of ice and therefore unpassable even for small ships or uh, or kayaks because... Um, you could never find a way through. But with the melting of, uh, of, of the glaciers uh, all over the world and with the heating up of our planet, um, a passage has appeared. And this trip is a three-month-long expedition that I'd like to do. It is daunting. It is hard. It is deadly um, if you make a mistake or could be deadly. Um, and it is extreme because you have to see kayak for hundreds of kilometers, self-supported amongst icebergs, amongst some polar bears, amongst um, fickle weather, and of course, extreme weather. And it's self-supported. And what that means is basically we would be kayaking with our own gear, our own food, our own equipment. And the only support we would have was when a plane or a chopper would drop off food supplies at select spots along the expedition's way. And, of course, we have to be in top-notch dry suits, life jackets, have emergency beacons. But there's an irony of having an emergency beacon in a destination or a place like that because the reality is that uh, the likelihood of somebody being able to get out there to rescue you in time while you're having uh, issues is quite limited. So, So you're... Fully um, re- relying on yourself, and uh, and you know that's I've always been a big fan of that type of adventure because uh, it adds so much to the essence of feeling truly alive when you know that if shit goes wrong, it's only you that has to take care of it. Another one on the top of my list is uh, is scuba diving cenotes in Mexico. Now I've spoken on previous podcasts of this blue holes that pock the Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, from a meteor uh, hit from a few million years ago. And you have these beautiful blue uh, holes that some of them have caves that go 
hundreds of meters deep and, and passageways that go all over. And I've dove, I've, uh, I've free dove in a lot of them, but there's so much more to see in so many others. And, and for this, I think one of my dreams would be to do a proper scuba expedition. Now, there are sections in some of the caves I'd like to do where you have to take off your, your scuba gear, push it through a crack in front of you that you're trying to get through, and then squeeze your body through it as well. So really precarious um, and, and very detailed expedition adventure um, in regards to... Also, there's a lot of silt at the bottom of the of the of the these channels and so if you kick up that silt while you're trying to squeeze your gear through this crack then suddenly immediately you have zero visibility and having zero visibility while you've taken off your bcd which is your buoyancy control device uh the vest that you fill up with air basically um to, to control your buoyancy and your tanks and you're pushing these through this crack while not being able to see, is stressful to say the least. Um, but it is one of the adventures that's at the top of my list to go. Um, another place that I have not visited yet, but that I'd love to, is Japan. Uh, perhaps it's my absolute love of uh, sushi and those culinary delights. But at the same time, Japan's skiing is known to be some of the most sublime because they have very, very fine powder and very dry powder so that when you're skiing through the snow, um, it feels like you're just going through air uh, because it's so fine. And it's one of the ski trips that I do have at the top of my list. You know, I'm not a big, I'm a, I'm not a big fan of going to many different ski resorts. I'm more than happy uh, to spend my time at my ski resort, uh, Worcester Blackham. But if there is one place that I'd like to put on my list to go explore... It's uh, it's most definitely uh, Japan. Um, New Zealand was at the top of my list some time ago, and kite surfing there in particular. But I have done that and checked it off my list, and particularly the South Island is magnificent. So if you've got an opportunity or to go down there, I uh, highly recommend New Zealand as well. The South Island, all the way, uh, all the way to the bottom, is is really quite quite spectacular. A few other expeditions um, that I'd like to do. You know, there's a few people that have done uh, some ski crossings of the highlands of Iceland. Uh, that's definitely on my list of, of things to do. Uh, I'd like to go uh, doing a, a kite surfing expedition where basically you're kiting, like there's a group that kited across the Pacific, the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, was it the Atlantic? Yeah, the Atlantic Ocean. And basically you're taking turns kiting for 10 hours a day or six hours sessions uh, and then somebody else takes over. But but even to be on an expedition where it's big wave kiting in open ocean uh, has always had a lot of allure to me. Uh, I've kited in, in places like Cancun where the waves um, are crest so high that the moment you your board goes off a wave, you're already 20, 30 feet in the air. So, so quite special uh, in, in that regard. Um, lots of different destinations uh, I, I could add to this, but uh, I'm really trying to focus on on the best ones uh, on my list. Um, a bit of uh, another expedition in the Torngat Mountains would be high up on my list. These are mountains that are in uh, northern Canada in the territory of Nunavut, Nanatsivut, and um, and you're, there's a lot of polar bears around this area. And when you're when you're doing that adventure, you've got a lot of um, You've got a guide with a gun, 
because of the bears. And, uh, and it's a good 60 kilometer to 200 kilometers of trekking that you do. But one thing that is most definitely vicious are the black flies. Um, so you got to be aware of that and the timing of your year. There's a canoe trip that's been on the top of my list for a very long time as well, um, which I'm surprised that I haven't run yet. It's called the Nahanni River in the Northwest Territories, and it's a fly-in, uh, fly-out adventure. Um, you run the Nahanni, uh, and all of its sections doing, doing this, this expedition. And, it is spectacular. You do have to be more of an accustomed uh, paddler, but uh, but that's just all right. You know, I, I have no problems with that, and I'm a big paddler myself. So so that's an expedition that's at the top of my list as well. Um, I'd like to do a bit more climbing. You know, I haven't gotten into uh, I haven't been climbing recently as much as I used to. Um, and there's a lot of people that I look up to, like Jimmy Chin and Pablo Durana. So, so I'd definitely like to add some more of those to my list. To my list, uh, Torres del Paine is a trek that uh, that's definitely on my to-do list as well. Um, it's a big trek in Patagonia, in Argentina, and it's uh, just magical seeing these conical peaks um, all around you as you're camping in the wilderness. And there you go. That gives you a bit of a glimpse into some of my dream expeditions and trips that I'd like to do. Thanks for tuning in. Going to have a few podcasts today and, uh, and really appreciate all you listening in. And if you haven't uh, already, go give me a follow on social media at The Expeditioners on Instagram or simply The Expeditioners on Facebook. Toodaloo for now. See you next time.